Hello and welcome to an Energy Sport Podcast Special. I am your moderator for today and my name is Graham Sinclair and I am joined by the two men in charge of our little website here. Sean McGill and Jack Donnelly, hello. Hi mate. Um, Hi Graham. Tense. I'm trying to keep it in to start off with. Oh, I don't see it, we'll get into what we're here for. But before we do that, we just should mention that if you're an energy support person that have missed out in content in the past couple of days, we have two preview podcasts. One for the Scottish Championship, which Sean and Jack were on. And one for the Scottish Premiership, which myself and Jack were on. So go have a listen to them. Now, you may be wondering, what's this special podcast all about? We here at Energy Sport want to provide a detailed insight into the biggest moments, most important matches and the most dramatic events. So lads, tell me, why the fuck are we here to talk about the Ayrshire Derby? <laughs> How dare you? That's, that's a disgrace. Right, that, this is the one thing we can be united on in this podcast. The only thing we'll be united on is the fact that the Ayrshire Derby is absolutely undervalued by everyone in Scotland. It's, in my eyes, best derby in Scotland, but that's because I'm involved. But <laughs> I'm being more so realistic in saying it's maybe the fourth biggest derby in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's what, That was one of my questions. How big a rivalry is the Ayrshire Derby then? Did you say fourth? You don't seem convinced, Mr. Moderator. It's not, what, it's not Ross County Inverness. It's better than Ross County Inverness. Yeah. We actually dislike each other, is the thing. They don't. They're good but, pals up there. I'm assuming that's behind the Glasgow Derby. Hey, hey. The Glasgow Derby. Uh, the Edinburgh Derby and the Dundee Derby. What's fifth then? Um, the actual Lanarkshire Derby, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not by the Villard. The actual one, not the, that fake one with Hamilton. You mate, but I mean, I, I'm back in the Ayrshire Derby. Yeah, but yeah, of course, because these two are in charge, they get to pick what happens, and they said we're having a special podcast to talk about the Ayrshire Derby. Of course, we don't know, even though they tell you all the time. Sean's a Kilmarnock fan, Jack's an Air United fan, and I guess I'm here just to make them dislike each other more than they already do. Yeah, you won't take much sort of prompting on that. <laughs> the Ayrshire Derby is back for the first time in over four years. Uh, they'll meet again. This time they kick off their championship seasons on Monday. Again, they'll be broadcast live on BBC Scotland. Guys, just how excited are you to get this game back in your lives? You go first, Jack. I'll go first. Well, it's it's been far too long. I think what is it, twenty eight odd years since it was uh, last. Or when what when was it in the league? It was longer than that. Sorry, I'm, I'm mistaken. I can't remember the number exactly. But there's not been a league meeting this century. Uh, that game four years ago came. It was one of the happiest times of my life. It came two days before my 18th birthday on a Friday night. A, a lovely Friday night in Ayrshire, and big Andy Gekin's massive head just fired in a corner and as one up and that's how the game finished so I, I honestly cannot wait I'm excited for the championship season as a whole but having Kelly down here with us is uh, it's going to be even better and uh, as, as much as Sean might be nervous I'm just buzzing for Monday to arrive um, Well when Jack's talking about like, the fact that it's been ages since there's been a league meeting that's because we're obviously a far bigger club and play yeah. in higher leagues for most of that time I mean of course our 28 years stay in the Premiership came to uh, Pretty embarrassing halt last season, but uh, I, I mean, it makes a bit of difference the fact that it's in the league and it, it, it matters towards points. Obviously, there's that nature of knockout football that means that uh, one team goes through, the other doesn't, and they've met in some very high profile games. 
over that time. But the fact is, a league meeting, and there will, there will be four of them. We know that already going into the season uh, makes it pretty exciting. So I think I'm more nervous because I know that it's more embarrassing for us if we lose. <laughs> so there's sort of kind of more riding on that. But I also am very excited. Um, hopefully, I'll be there, but we'll have to wait to find out on that. Does it add to, this is probably more for you, Sean, because of where you live. Do you know any Air fans, or does that make it a bigger game for you? Genuinely, the existence of Jack Donnelly has uh, both improved and sort of scared me into submission a bit more. Because <laughs> it's like before, what did I do? Well, just by being an Air, I mean, Graham's right because I'm in Midlothian, I'm in the East Coast. I don't know any Air fans, so to have someone to direct the patter to and have a laugh with is actually a really nice thing to have, but it also means that, I mean, if I'd, I don't know, if it was back in school days or whatever, my pals might have laughed at me when Air beat us or whatever, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not coming from an Air fan, so it's not too sort of uh, embarrassing, but the fact that Jack will be going on about it for as long as he can if they do beat us just the once this season is a pretty scary prospect, but then also have someone to laugh at when we beat them 4-0. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword and a, one that I'm very much looking forward to coming out on top of. More likely for you, Jack, that you have K- Kelly Powell's Ricky Jim from Troon. So maybe not, it doesn't add as much to you to have not shown there, but clearly a little bit. I'm more irrelevant, basically. Yeah, you're more irrelevant. I mean, more irrelevant, you could argue that, but at the same time, my Kelly mates, they're not as consistently talking to me about Kilmarnock. That was friendly. Got as big of a massive loud mouth. They're not as kind of vocal about Scottish football as you and I are, Sean, so I've not got that kind of same, just someone biting them at you, just constantly saying, oh, oh Kelly, they're going to win, Kelly, they're going to win. I've not, I've not had that for the last kind of month or so, or basically since uh, Dundee absolutely battered us into this division, which was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So it, it, it has added that extra kind of bite to me because I know while I'll be able to take the mech out of my mates from home, of course, who support Kelly, I'll be able to do it tenfold with you because we'll be able to do it on podcasts and on live streams and in a public sphere rather than just uh, just a, a private uh, kind of group of friends that I would have back home. So it, it, it's potential public humiliation for you, which adds to my delight even more. Yeah, that's always been my thing, just to go for it. Like, if you're gonna, you might as well, if you come out on top, then you're you're winning. And if you lose, then you've just got to accept to be. You might as well talk a big game beforehand. I mean, I know, I knew that I had to make the most of uh, Kelly being good for that season and a half or whatever it was under Steve Clark. So I annoyed my friends so much that I got even more pelters when they got relegated last season. And, and Jack <laughs> uh, made his voice very uh, <laughs> heard when Kilmarnock got relegated. But I hope he knows that I have kept receipts and I do have very specific plans if Kilmarnock do win on Monday uh, to get back <laughs> them. So I hope those plans can come to fruition. Well, I, I knew what I was doing. Don't, don't you worry. I absolutely knew what I was doing. But that is why it won't affect me in any way, shape or form if those plans do come to fruition. Because you said it yourself. It's a lot more embarrassing if you lose this than it is us. So I, I really have nothing to lose from this game on Monday. I can make it embarrassing. I can, I can do that. I, I don't doubt that, but... It would be as bad. It wouldn't be as bad for me as it would have been for you. 
we'll get into the actual game one Monday in a bit. But before we do, I was going to talk around the edges a little bit. And Jack, you can uh, briefly touch on it, so you can maybe see another one after this. But I want to ask Sean, what would you say your fondest Derby memories are? There have been a few in your lifetime, although not as much as you probably would like. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's it's a clear favourite, and it's yeah. um, the League Cup semi-final back in 2012. I mean, I don't know how your United managed to scramble their way to Hamden. Uh, good on the lads. Uh, but to, that was, I think that would be the first issue of Derby in my life, unless I got taken to one when I was younger. But that's definitely the, the, the first one I have uh, strong memories of in 2012. And um, it's a shame my dad had actually recently broke his hip uh, a few sort of weeks before, so he couldn't make the game. So I went with my uncle, and my dad was a bit gutted that he couldn't go to Hamden to see Nisha Derby and all that sort of stuff. So it was all a bit, uh, a wee bit sad. But then getting there and seeing uh, twenty five thousand people at Nisha Derby, I think I read earlier today that it was the largest post war uh, crowd at an Nisha Derby. And uh, to know that one of us was going to get to go to a League Cup final, I'm sure we both probably thought we were going to get beaten it when we got there. Uh, but just the the atmosphere, that, and it, Kelly absolutely battered there that day. I don't know, I don't know if Jack will know who the goalkeeper was that day. It's name slipped my mind, but just we absolutely battered their goal. It was just save after save after save, and eventually. Uh, Dean Shields, son of the manager at the time, uh, Kenny. I mean, he's still his son. That hasn't changed. Uh, I just mean that uh, the manager was then Kenny Shields. Uh, he, uh, he's, only, he's, only son, he's only still his son because he scored that goal. Is that what it is? Only because he would have been if he'd, if he'd mucked it up. But <laughs> eventually we got our way through. And it makes it all the more sweeter considering that uh, Kelly won the League Cup that year. But a derby at Hamden, 25,000 people. Um, yeah, some of the best scenes I've seen as a Commander fan. You mentioned that it was for you the last game, the 2017 League Cup game, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I think it was just that kind of summer was probably one of the kind of happier times of my life, just kind of leaving school, turning 18, going on like holiday, holiday with my mates, doing prom and everything like that. But that just added to it even more. It was the, literally about a month before I'd been at Hamden for the two-all game, uh, Scotland-England, and I thought, I don't know if my uh, if my fo- football emotions can kind of hit that stage again. And then upstairs Andy Gagan at Somerset Park. And I just remember being there with my two mates, just thinking, again, we've got nothing to lose from this. Like, there's absolutely no pressure on us whatsoever to deliver anything. But deliver we did. And I still remember this, that just instant raw reaction when that goal hit the back of the net. And what essentially was a meaningless game, I can understand where Sean's coming from. Obviously, League Cup semi-final means more in the grand scheme of things, especially because Kelly did go on and win it. But that night was just special it was definitely special that i was something that will stay with me for a while i'd imagine i'd argue that That's anything good. that happened in lee mcculloch's tenure at Kilmarnock doesn't actually count um so to me uh you know he didn't win that game it never happened and uh, we can just erase those nine ten games whatever it was completely from everybody's memory right <laughs> i'm done being nice i want to know from each of you what do you hate the most about the other team? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about your derby memories and how excited you are. Tell me, t- let's get some hatred in there. What, what about Kilmarnock, Jack? Do you hate? I mean, we, we're doing this on a Zoom first and foremost, so I don't think we've got that much time before the for the actual meeting. One, <laughs> Streamline it. <laughs> Sing a song, make a two-minute song. <laughs> I'm a very musical man, Graham, but I don't know if even I could condense that into two minutes of quality. But the arrogance, first and foremost, comes uh, 
comes to the forefront, there is just absolutely no reason for them to suggest that they are any bigger a club than us. They just have this. reaction to everything I say. It's just a complete it's just got a complete arrogance about them and I just have no time for it whatsoever. And they talk this big game, but I mean, we are the most recent winners of the Derby and we suffered, we are not the ones that suffered a relegation more recently. So that would surely suggest that Kelly are in a technically worse place than we are just now. And we should prey on that on Monday night. I guess you can form a rebuttal and then give your own answer for that, Sean. <laughs> I mean, oh... Little are United. I, I mean, it's almost, you almost want to feel sorry for them. I mean, it's this sort of fight for relevance. I mean, they're trying so hard to not get washed away, but like, there is really only one team in Ayrshire. Like, the, Jack's saying they act like they're a bigger club. Of course, Kilmarnock are a bigger club. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Nobody could, in their right mind, argue that. And then, uh, I just always try to pipe up, try to sort of ride on the coattails. Do you know what I mean? They're like that annoying little brother that you just can't shake. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to the, this season where we can uh, firmly put that to bed and just get rid of them. Because um, uh, it's a wee bit embarrassing. I mean, that whole uh, tweet from them, our opposition, as if they're not going to mention our name. I mean, they'd probably do a few more sort of hits on social media if they mentioned our name, because I don't think many people know who they are and there's this kind of thing about air that nice wee stadium charming wee club but to me they're genuinely despicable and uh, <laughs> i look forward to everyone seeing them for uh, the horrible wee club that they are okay that was like, that's kind of answers i want just spiteful spiteful men <laughs> but i mean I think, we're gonna get into it at some point so we might as well just do it down jack but when you say that uh killer act like they're a much bigger club. Air United have won zero major trophies in their entire history. When were Air United formed, it's probably on your cheaply made uh, strip there. Uh, I don't know if you Cheaply made strip, I'll have you know this is the finest of Hummel gear. Oh, I don't know. Oh. You can't be this on Hummel. I'm sorry. I'm Hummel loyal. Kelly are Hummel and also our training kit is yours uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> We had a vote, a fan vote to pick the bespoke United away kit and Hubble just didn't put it for Kelly's train kit. It, was, it didn't go down well. 1910, that, that's, when, that's when the glorious the glorious club were formed back in the day. What were you actually wanting from me, Sean? You just the fact that that's, what, 100, over 110 years and they've never managed to win a single trophy. Does that not, like, I mean, I'd feel, I'd feel really embarrassed if I was you. Not really, no, not at all, to be quite honest with you. It doesn't really bother me. I have fun watching United, I enjoy going to United games. It doesn't really concern me. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in Scottish football for the glory. I'm in it for the, for the good times and the, and, the odd, and the odd good result. You know, as a Kilmarnock fan, I am in it for the glory. <laughs> I love reminiscing about the 1966. <laughs> <laughs> the 1965. I'm getting that on the podcast. Uh, League winners. Uh, yeah, I'm just riding those coattails from... Uh, back in the day when they won it on goal average on the final day. <laughs> Comprehensive it was from that Kilmarnock team at Tynecastle. Actually, uh, just in case, I mean, I understand this is going to be an audio podcast, but here is a photo of the 1965 uh, league winning squad just there. Uh, you can see I can't see clearly, but that's the ugliest photo I've ever seen. Glorious legends there. Frank Beatty's got a stand there now. Davy Sneddon, club legend. Um, 
and Billy Waddle, the manager, of course, just a, a beautiful thing. And, you know, United fans keep sort of going on about, like, they hate, I think they act like they hate Kelly more than we do because we're kind of forgetting about them doing our big time things. But if Air fans hate Kilmarnock so much, then why did Air United fan Jack Donnelly buy me this here? <laughs> nice. sign that I have it's be- I mean I very much appreciated it but if he thought this I would ever really... buy him I don't care about his happiness enough to buy him any Air United related pr- present and the fact he did that shows that he's a wee he sports a wee club with a wee mentality I'm just, I'm really just the person you watch on you're just, a, you're just a heartless cold individual who doesn't care enough about his friends I thought I did a nice thing and you know what we'll just leave it at that just the, the fans know the fa- the fans and the listeners know who the better person out of you and I are. Uh, it's nonsensical pirate. I don't really know if anyone was paying too much attention about that ad set. I'd like to take a turn from who's a better team to I'm a better person than you. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Sorry, that kind of broke me all but fact, fact, Thanks for the money, Sean, for spending a couple of minutes to show two different pictures on our 40 minute time limit zoom that's a really that's really helpful here's all my pictures of rugby park <laughs> no that, <laughs> stop it i'm going to switch we're going to switch to the actual game on monday night let's have a chat about the actual game we've had the kind of overview now i want to start with fans tell us what we're getting on monday size wise and what you can expect that and how can i fit the game that is interesting. Um, it's uh, air fans are awfully upset, the poor wee lambs, because there'll be no uh, away fans at the game. I think that's uh, pretty fair. A lot of clubs are doing it over uh, throughout Scotland. I think that uh, you've got to prioritise home fans, and I think if air fans look deep down, I think they would understand that. In all seriousness, I don't think anyone can seriously say when you've got you're only given a limit of 3,692 it is sorry and that you could have any home fans in there considering Kelly have already sold over 3,500 season tickets and they were told that if you buy a season ticket before the air game you'll be in at the game so that makes complete sense and of course the fact that it's all Kelly fans gives Kelly an advantage and the fact that it's at home uh, gives them just that sort of familiarity, but then I'm sure those fans will be well up for it. I was at Rugby Park a few weeks ago for a League Cup game against Morton, and the fans, just when the players walked out to the pitch for the first time in 16 months or whatever it is, let out a massive roar at Rugby Park, and uh, I think it will be even louder um, on Monday night, and I think it does give Kelly a slight edge, but even if it was uh, 3,000 air fans, if they could uh, muster that up, I'm pretty sure Kelly would still... Part of them anyway. Don't know how Jack feels about it. I got to not be going, not having a way to support Jack. I mean, I'm not really surprised by it. It didn't really bother me as much as it would have done kind of the kind of old part of the ones that would really have just kind of been looking for any way, shape, or form to kind of dig into, dig into Kelly whatsoever. I mean, I didn't expect away fans at all for uh, any kind of game in the open weekend, to be honest. I mean, you've seen it across the top flight and the uh, and the championship as well. It's like not all stadiums are accommodating away fans, and I didn't really expect that Kelly, with their, their kind of small mentality and just what they, they were too scared to let us in, uh, really. So I wasn't really too fussed by it. I kind of expected it a bit of a cowardly move. But, I mean, that, that's the thing. 
that, that's the thing. There's no. I don't think fans are going to like be too overbearing for this squad because they'll know for a fact they're going into this game as the underdogs. I'm open enough to admit that we will not be favourites for this game in any way, shape, or form. So they'll be able to feed in the underdog mentality as AR tend to do as a club. We tend to get ourselves out of the scrappier situations as underdogs. So we're going to go into this knowing the odds are stacked against us and we'll be able to just go out and sneak something like, and it'll be against all odds and people will talk about it for a while to come. In all seriousness, to be fair, I think it is uh, quite poor on the part of the SPFL uh, not scheduling this game for a little bit later on the season. Understand that to kick off the season with an extra derby, marketing reason makes a bit of sense, but I think for too often in Scottish football, we don't... A week later, literally yeah, seven days later. That's the, I mean, I, I don't know if that was the case when the fixtures came out, but I mean, it's not a massive effort to shuffle things about. And I just think you would, the common sense is that the later you get in the season, something might happen at Christmas time with winter and restrictions, we don't know. But if you scheduled it, say, for October time, that would be sort of prime fans being in the stadium, you would think before. There's there one back in October, I think, the first of Somerset's back in October. And I understand that you've got to get four games in, but I'm, I'm not used to sort of playing teams four uh, times straight away. Uh, you know that for a start, but uh, I think that even just at the end of September sometime, just try and make it as late as possible. Like the, the old firm last season, that was scheduled for the last game week to try and have as, the, the biggest chance of getting fans in the stadium. And I know that the Ayrshire Derby isn't on the same level, but just do the fans a, a, a service. Like we've been trying to prop up Scottish football and just try and uh, give us the best chance of getting back in because it is annoying considering seven days later, stadiums could be full. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting game, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't want to upset Jack here, but I think it's fair to say that Kelly are the clear favourites for probably this game and the league, whereas I'd say safety is probably the number one priority here, like mid-table at least. But in a game like this, you hear often hear it in other games, it's a derby, so like quality, disparity doesn't matter. Do you think that's going to be the, that could be the case on Monday? That the gap will be tightened just because it's two teams that don't like each other? I do think so. I think that uh, I've always said that with derbies that they do, it does mean that sort of anything can happen. That sort of cliche gets heightened up even more because um, there'll be a lot of passion on the pitch. And uh, as soon as if Kelly aren't don't have the ball for ten minutes or so, then uh, the fans will get on their back, and that, that atmosphere will change very quickly because they know how important this is to win this game and get the season off to a good start. Is always important, but in an extra derby. Um, it's a win has to happen for Kelly. I mean, I'm sure I don't mean to be disrespectful for anything, but I think he would probably take a point in this game to get a start their season with a point at Rugby Park and sort of silence their rivals. But for Kelly, I think they have to get off to uh, a three points, or it's just going to sort of few stumbling blocks blocks at the start of the season. And Jack, you kind of alluded to it when you spoke just a minute ago, but the actual thing for you is it's not really any pressure for you in this game, is there? So. With the, it's a derby game, it's less about quality and the fact you don't have any pressure, you've got to have a bit of hope that you can get a result from it because it, the gap's tight. Yeah, the, gap, the gap's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people are uh, potentially going to be predicting already. I think we can just go in without any pressure on us. I think a, re- a realistic person, not even a realistic fan, will see that any sort of positive result for air, whether it's a draw or whether it is a sneaky win, which it really would be. I mean, just Kelly have the better squad. They're probably the richest club in the league. They've probably got the nicest, the probably bigger stadium in the league, and they are they're going to be the favourites for the title. So, if you're saying that, and the fact that it's going to be a derby, 
that adds that extra incentive for us because it really will be shutting some mouths early doors because I don't know if kind of some of these players coming down they might ha- almost have like a bit of a laissez-faire attitude towards it just oh it's a championship and they might almost kind of see it as if as all Hearts did a couple of seasons or last season rather so they might just go oh just not, not going to mean as much I mean it's a derby but we'll win this no worries I, I think if they take that approach which potentially could happen I mean we've seen it happen before I think it'll go out and cause a fair few surprises mm-hmm. I think it's good for Kelly that the core of the squad are Scottish based a lot of them know the game and have come from the Championship the Premiership over this window um, and the other ones who haven't are like the likes of new captain Chris Stokes who I imagine and uh, from what I've seen of him and the way he sort of vocal- vocalises to his team I think that he'll uh, be very much up for the star base so I think that that helps Kelly that players know the league and they know uh, the, the, the sort of state of uh, football in Scotland and they'll know that it'll mean a lot to both sides to get a win so uh, that makes me feel a little bit better but as a new team still gelling um, so that does maybe give you a bit more of a chance so On the pitch there's been a lot of changes throughout the summer particularly, I would say particularly Kawanek going down have changed so much to story. I think you said something that was like two or three players that you hadn't you'd seen at Rugby Park in the last time you were there Sean but with all the changes with the two teams, what kind of game do you expect and who would you see are some of the danger men on both sides, I'd say? Like, like, especially like you to say who you kind of fear from here. That might take some time. Um, you, can, you, can, you can say no one, then you can say that, John. Um, I'll talk about uh, Kelly to start with. Uh, I think that I would say both sides, actually. The thing they're crying out for is a, is a front man, is a striker. Um, Kelly had Ennis Cameron, who was on loan at United last season, which I wasn't best pleased with. And despite having a good preseason and then scoring some penalties in the Premier Sports Cup, uh, in terms of his actual gameplay, hasn't impressed Kilmarnock too much. The other option is Kyle Connell, who had a very good loan spell at Airdrie last season. Um, but that's where Kelly fans are kind of more worried. Uh, Fraser Murray has had a fantastic Premier Sports campaign. I think he got married of the match in pretty much uh, all of the games that he played. And it uh, looked very dangerous. He was giving me a wee bit even Brophy vibes with a, a, a sort of shooting volume. Uh, but a couple of them came off the crossbar and you thought, eventually you are going to uh, fire one of those into the top corner. And if he does it in Ayrshire Derby, then he's oh, sort of instantly a hero. Of course, Chris Park um, is, was still a very, very competent Premiership player, probably come on its best last season. So the fact he's dropping down, they expect him to do pretty well. And, there, and I'm excited to see Jason Naismith uh, more in the blue and white stripes, considering I would regard him as a premiership quality player who's dropped down the division as well. So hopefully him and Chris Burke can form a sort of formidable partnership on that right-hand side. I'm interested to see uh, Dale O'Connor for United, considering that he has had uh, some some sort of high praise of him in his time in Ireland. Irish Messi, I've I have heard Irish Messi. I mean, I don't know how that's going to go down. And I don't know how the Irish Messi's ended up at Somerset Park anyway. Uh, but uh, the talk around him seems to be that he's uh, an interesting player. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then Patrick Redden's a, a youth player at the Scotland level. So um, there's some quality in that United side. Uh, I do expect them to be in the bottom half of the Championship table come the end of the season. And because Kelly are title favourites, uh, they should be beating them. But been seeing it as a derby anything could happen and um, air, well, air players fans be motivated to, to make their mark Same question to you Jack what can you expect from your team and from Kelly See, Based on the fact that it is a derby and it is up against a 
title favourite realistically. I could see David Hopkins going to a five at the back from the from the get go. I mean, he employed kind of two systems. I was at the away game in the League Cup group stages away to Hamilton and he started with a four and ended up moving to a five uh, come the end of the game. But I think he might end up starting with that five just to have that extra defensive security. Uh, kind of main danger man for us, I'd highlight Paddy Redden again, like uh, Sean said, he's been really good form for us in our pre-season, uh, really, really attacking left back down that left-hand side. I'm interested to see whether he would play or not, or whether it's going to be young Rangers lonely James Maxwell, of course, who's come back to the club uh, after starting his football career at air as, a, as a youth player and before he had to up six and move over to Falkirk with his family. He comes in knowing what a derby can mean. And if he starts, he's going to be given 110% because his own family are their supporters. So I'm excited to see if he comes in. I know Graham might have some thoughts on him, but uh, other than other than the kind of two left-handed, left-sided players, I'm also excited to see what Dale O'Connor has to has to offer. He's someone that we needed. He's a type of player that we needed. We didn't really have anyone with that kind of element of pace, kind of trickery going forward since uh, Luke McCowan left for Dundee, moving to the Premiership this season. Uh, Tommy Adeloye has been our start number nine for the League Cup group stages. Uh, he's been he's been decent. I think he's an upgrade on number nine last season. Uh, Andrew Wright, who joined from Bohemians after being on trial at Kilmarnock, funnily enough. Uh, he got two goals against Edinburgh City. He looked a real handful and did trouble the Hamilton back line uh, at New Douglas Park. And yeah, I think Adam Muirhead's going to be a massive, massive present for this game. He was my choice for new club captain coming into the season. I feel like outfield player last season he was our player of the season just his drive his passion his leadership as well as just his ability to break down play from the heart midfield I wanted him to be captain but um, he ended up going to new rival Sean McGinty from uh, from Morton who I think has looked alright and will probably play a massive part this season so definitely a few players who can cause Kilmarnock problems but I do see it being quite a kind of stifling turgid affair throughout the 90 and I'd probably bank on a draw, to be honest, a low-scoring draw. Yeah. Kind of the impression I've got from it is that my expectations from the game, from what you've said, is that Kelly should dominate the ball. And I think you've said, Sean, that Tommy Wright's team, especially going down a level where they should be the best team, will look to play some nicer football, whereas that wasn't really something he did in premiership. He kind of held on. Whereas Aaron, I'm pretty sure this is the case with David Hawkins at Morton, they will sit in and they will defend, especially in this, and look to counter attack. Would that fair, or would you say there's a little wiggle room in there? I think that's pretty fair because I think Rory McKenzie was talking about it in uh, the press this week that, um, but perhaps other than a short spell during Steve Clark's tenure at uh, Kelly, that they've never really been the team to beat. And Rory McKenzie's been at Kelly his whole career, and uh, the fact that now in the Championship, most teams will be looking to uh, sort of make a statement at the expense of Kilmarnock as title favourites. Um, so I think Ayr as a team would probably be looking to be quite defensive throughout the season, regardless of opposition. Obviously, maybe in the more sort of games against the relegation favourites or uh, those sort of teams, they might look to play a wee bit more expansive. But I'd say that's Ayr sort of style. But I think in this game, when Kilmarnock do have a better quality squad and they are away from home, and they'll be looking to sort of just nick what they can in the game. I definitely think that will be Ayr's game plan. And Kelly have never been good at breaking teams down, and that's something that they're going to have to get used to this season. 
Yeah. No, I th- just to kind of touch on that, I think I do. I do agree. To be honest, I think it's a fair assessment. What's to come? Uh, I think it probably will be Kelly dominating the ball and kind of sitting back. And I think that's fair enough. Sean, you and I talked about this on the Championship Preview podcast. We kind of think that's probably going to be the way that a lot of games go for Kilmarnock this season, especially if, like Green Morton did in the League Cup, an opposition team gets a goal early, then they'll just close up shop and try and defend against Kilmarnock for as long as they possibly can. I do think we'll have a bit more fight back in, in this game than I think potentially some are expecting. But it's what David Hopkins wanted to do. Uh, he took the best part of Morton's team last season, the defence, their player of the season, Aidan McAdams, Fjortov, McGinty coming in at the back, and Cammy Salkeld as a good runner in midfield. I think he's making quite an industrious team that's hard to beat or, hard, or at least annoying to play against. So, I, I, I honestly, I, t- I just can't wait. I just, I'm really, really looking forward to Monday. The nerves will probably start setting in kind of midday on Monday when I realise, shit, we've actually got the game today. So, I'll, I'll be as overtly positive as I can be up until that point and then I'll start shitting myself. John, from your perspective from Kelly, you kind of briefly touched on it. If Kelly... Are the clearly the clearly the favourites for this game? They'll be said derbies don't matter. If either going to get something, is is going is it going to be because of your inability to break teams down, or do you have a little bit more confidence in this Kelly side that you can do that, that you were able to pass through them? Yeah, um, obviously it's a small sample size, and this team's still gelling. But I feel like there's more uh, sort of unpredictability about this Comanic team with uh, some of the players they've brought in. Your likes of. Fraser Murray, uh, Dan Armstrong from Wraith Rovers as well. Um, Chris Brooks always been decent at that, sort of beat this man and get a ball in. But I just felt uh, a lot of the time we were very, very predictable in our build-up play. It would just be out wide, cross it in. Usually nobody was there. Then Kyle Lafferty came in and somebody uh, was there. Um, I think that... But I still think... I'm not sort of guaranteed that we can break teams down. It took us a long time to do it against Morton. We got an 89th minute equaliser. Um, but we've done it to pretty decent effect in uh, the League Cup. I mean, we won all our games, obviously. The East Kilbride debacle, we won't get into, but uh, uh, during the 90 minutes on the field, we won all of our games against teams who all sat in against us. So, uh, so far this season, we have managed to do that, and Fraser Murray's been key to that. So if he's on fire, then I'm hopeful that Kelly will be able to break them down. But, I mean, I've not seen too much of this defence. We've only kept clean sheets in two of those four Premier Sports Cup games. So they're still gelling. Um, it looks like we have goalkeepers who can s- save things for, for the first time in a long time, which is uh, pretty encouraging. I don't know. I'd reckon Zach Hemming probably uh, starts this game. Uh, but him and Sam Walker shared the time during the Premier Sports Cup Uh but I think Zach Kevin played the sort of higher profile games and that probably indicates that Tommy Wright favours him. So I would, I think that Kelly might struggle to break here down, but I'm perhaps more hopeful than I would have been in seasons gone by. Yeah, uh, we'll start wrapping up soon, Jack, for you. We've discussed their strategy in this game. Are you confident that, that if we if you just get out in the counter-attack that you'll be able to create chances at all? Or is that a concern? I mean, you mentioned the lack of the striker as well. Yeah, it is, it is the lack of kind of options going forward, and it just depends on what style of football we actually play. If it is the classic kind of David Hawking ball that we saw a lot of the time at the back end of the championship last season, it is just going to be long balls up to a striker, which did not work. And whenever we strayed away from that in the in the games we've played already this season, we've probably looked at our best if we just there's been some nice kind of slip passing moves just to create a counter attack, and that kind of does seem to 
be where our most kind of potent attacks do come from. It's just up, quite break up the field while keeping the ball on the deck. So I think it's really going to have to be able to stretch, uh, stretch ourselves wide over the pitch to be able to allow the runners their space and be able to open these passing lanes. So I think it is going to be a case of getting a goal on a counter, which I would be more than happy with. I think we do have the bodies to do that, whether we've got uh, Mikey Hewitt, who's kind of had a surprising kind of upturn of form. and kind of, He seems to have bumped himself out a bit and kind of shot up a few inches over the summer. So if he's kind of playing as well as he does on the right-hand side, if he plays at all, uh, Mark McKenzie's looked good on the left-hand side, but we do know he is a kind of more natural uh, number nine as he was playing there in the back end of last season, and Adeloye, who does have a good turn of pace and he can get the ball out of a tight situation. So it just depends whether we can actually provide these guys with the service that we need to be able to create something going forward. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. Well, before to wrap up, I want you to tell me three things. I want you to both tell me something that excites you about Monday, something that has you absolutely terrified, and then finally, a score prediction. So we'll start with the home team. Sean, let's hear it. Something that excites me about Monday. I don't know, it's hard to be sort of specific about it. It's the Isha Derby, we don't get it very often. It's probably the rarity of it. And we might be very uh, likely that we could be sick of it by the end of this campaign. But the fact that there hasn't been one since 2017, the fact that Kilmarnock come out with a chance to avenge that loss, uh, I, mean, I mean, the fact that it's been hanging out. Jack's right, Air won the most recent Ayrshire Derby. Um, so to the the chance to put that right is pretty exciting and uh, sort of white. But I, mean, I guess that's their trophy, isn't it? We won the last Ayrshire Derby. They can hold that aloft, um, hopefully not for too much longer. Something that scares me <laughs> is my own mouth, probably. The fact that I talk of a <laughs> game <laughs> and it could come back to bite me. Um, and yeah, I mean, the prospect of losing a derby is pretty scary. And the fact, genuinely, the presence of Jack, I didn't have anyone specifically to take the mick out of me before. It was just my friends. I didn't really care what they had to say. I've got used to them. But the fact that an air fan who I'm, in, uh, I'm doing this and unfortunately have to be in touch with fairly frequently could be reminding me until the next day of derby uh, that they showed us up is a pretty terrifying prospect. But I'm confident that come on, it will have enough to win this game. But they're not going to batter in, I don't think, in all seriousness. So I'm going to say it will be 2-0 to Kelly at Rugby Park on Monday night. Jack, back over to you. Something that excites me. Uh, something that really excites me is Sean's big mouth actually closing that day. And I'll say this, Sean's absolutely right. It's the fact that it's, such, it's been such a weird occurrence over the last kind of Ten years or so, the lack of Ayrshire derbies has only, I think, been four since twenty ten, and they were all kind of towards the the start of the the decade anyway. And it's just it's just it's the start of a new season as well. I mean, I, I've been really excited coming into this season. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Hopkins project kind of come together on the pitch and uh, the championship. I've been I've been encouraged by what I've seen so far from Ayr, and I do think we should be aiming to consolidate our place in the league for another season before hoping to build on that next year. And I think this is the absolute perfect opportunity to be able to go out and do so. Uh, what am I terrified of? Uh, saying something that might actually ruin my relationship with Sean that with that in, in, a, in a blind reaction of rage and fury. That's a possibility. I, I, don't, I don't want to shy away from that. I'm only, no, I'm you only, should do that. I, I, that's hilarious. There's, 
Sean's pretty thick skinned. Like, if you say something bad enough that Sean never speaks to you again, I'll gonna get yeah. But I, also, I'm very sensitive when it comes to Kabbalah, so <laughs> there's, a, there's no sign to that there. Uh, yeah, I'm not really scared of much. I think the only, the only thing I would be scared of is like an absolute pasting, and I, which I don't necessarily think is gonna happen. But if it, because we're kind of setting up as a fairly tough team to break down in a fairly defensive unit, I think if we do kind of get exposed early in the season, especially by a team like Kamarna, it could kind of have warning signs for the state of our season as a whole. So that's probably the only thing I'd be really, really concerned about. But I think I don't predict this to be a very, very enjoyable game of football to watch from a personal and a neutral standpoint. I don't think there's going to be much overarching quality on show and that's why I'm going for a fairly sloppy one-all. What, something well, else well, that is scary, sorry Graham, is how low Jack's ambitions are, I think. I mean, he said on record that he'd be happy with this season if Ayr stay up and win one Ayrshire derby. That's all he needs. Whereas me, if we lose one Ayrshire derby, <laughs> we can see the goal in a single Ayrshire derby, I'll write off this Kilmarnock team as a bunch of failures. And that's what, that's what, that's what comes with being the big dogs in the area, isn't it? It's what is... It's it's scary. It means that we have to perform, but I'm confident the boys will. Yeah. Well, Jack tried to make me not excited, but even as a neutral, I'm quite looking forward to it. Mostly to see you used to just absolute fire hatred at one another. But I'll thank you for joining me for this energy sports special. Make sure you follow the boys on Twitter. Sean is at Sean McGill eight. That is E A. With, it doesn't have a fa- fancy, but it's not he's at. And Jack is <laughs> Jack underscore Donnelly, two N's, two L's. You can follow me, but I don't tweet, so there's no fucking point. <laughs> I, have been, I have been Graham Sinclair. Everybody enjoy the Yorkshire Derby and the rest of the Scottish season. We'll see you very shortly. Let me kill it.